Welcome to the Lost Tapes of History podcast. You're about to eavesdrop on the first few minutes of a private conversation between one of England's monarchs and, frankly, someone just trying to do their job. The date is May 1789. George Washington is the first president of the United States after the War of Independence that took it from British rule. King George offers to provide a handover. Oh, that's nice of him, isn't it? Come. Your Majesty? Yes. I'm Sophie Walters. You're expecting George Washington? Yes, yes. Please show him in. I'm afraid he's not here, Your Majesty. What? He's very busy since he was made president, so he asked me to attend in his place. I'm his assistant. Well, that is most irregular, madam. I wanted to speak with him personally in order to hand over my American affairs. It was very kind of you to invite him to Buckingham House, Your Majesty. You have a beautiful home here. This is our family retreat, somewhere I like to come and relax. I thought it might be a neutral place to talk. I'm sorry, Your Majesty. Well, well, can't be helped. I just hope you'll be able to take in everything I tell you and pass it on to the man himself. Thank you, Your Majesty. I will. It's very kind of you to offer your advice. It was my father's idea of sorts. When I was ten, he wrote me a manual on kingship. A manual? A book of advice which he thought would help me. Oh, I see. I wondered if perhaps Mr Washington would have need of something similar. He has, after all, never run a country before. You're being very nice about this, I must say. I was the last to consent to the separation, but it having been made and become inevitable, I've always said, as I say now, that I'd be the first to meet the friendship of the United States as an independent power. May I take notes, Your Majesty? Please do. You can also take this with you. What's that? My handover manual, like I said. But it's huge. It's comprehensive. Is it just the one volume? Got all the useful things like passwords, staff contracts, your general advice and guidance. Plus, you'll need the keys. Keys? It's ceremonial, obviously, but it's important you have them. I'm not sure I've got the luggage allowance for all this. There's a weight limit. Right. Where shall we start? Ah, the Constitution. Most important governance document there is. Yes, but... Important to try and get it right, although you can amend it later if necessary. Especially to clarify things. They've already got a constitution. I realise you have a first draft, but you might want to add something about freedom of speech. Freedom of speech? Freedom of religion, freedom of the press, something like that. They want to add something about bearing and keeping arms? Yes. You want to be careful with that one. As much as I love my people, they can be idiots. Can they? Good leadership is like being a parent. You have to do what's best, even if the people don't appreciate it. Or want it. Everything's based on the Magna Carta. Freedom from tyranny, that kind of thing. Well, you can't go far wrong there. If that's the case, you might want to add something in about the abolition of slavery. Slavery? The times are changing, you know. It's inevitable. If you aren't careful, you'll end up with a civil war. I hope not. You'll need a strong banking system and a way of maintaining law and order. Right. Check and check. Defence is also very important. The United Kingdom is both fortunate and unfortunate that it's an island nation. 
True. Water is easy to come by, but it sucks if you can't swim. You have nations either side of you, Canada to the north and New Spain to the south. Both need to be defended by land. Where is this going? You may wish to set down immigration rules. There's talk of building some kind of wall? Build relationships, not walls. We had a wall once. Hadrian built it to keep the Scots out. Doesn't work. I'll feed that back. You'll need to set up government departments. Most urgent is the Treasury. Money governs everything. Sadly. Having said that, you do need to reward the people for their support. Right. Perhaps you could create a new public holiday. November's a good time of year, although it is quite close to Christmas. Thanks for giving that suggestion. I wish him luck on the tax collection front. They didn't like me trying it. Are you referring to the colonists, Your Majesty? I do. The colonists hadn't paid any tax. We thought they should pay towards their own defence. Against who? Against native uprisings or the French. I think it was quite reasonable. Well, when you put it like that... I do put it like that. It wasn't so much about paying tax or the amount, but whether the tax was democratically put to them. No taxation without representation, you mean? Exactly. There were no American colonists sitting in Parliament in London. Well, it would have been a hell of a commute for each meeting. The reality is that even if representation is perfect, no one ever votes for higher taxes. Who wants less in their pocket? Turkeys don't vote for Christmas. Indeed. And you all know about turkeys because they are native to the Americas. Would you like some? I'm sure we can ship a few over. They're bigger than a chicken. I wasn't always hated there, you know. Remember the Stamp Act? The duty paid on every document in America, including newspapers? That's the one. I had the act repealed and they erected a statue of me in New York City. Hmm. It's not there now, though, is it? They replaced me with someone called George, so I can't have damaged them that much. I'm not... Most of the customs duties were withdrawn in the end. Except the tea duty. What a party that turned out to be. That was a criminal waste of tea. Did the biscuits go in as well? I... No, Your Majesty. Your retaliation was worse. Worse? The port was closed until the colonists paid for the destroyed tea. Quite right. Closing the port punished all of Boston, instead of just the individuals that destroyed the tea. Ever had someone talk in class and everyone gets punished? Hmm? Right, but we aren't in the schoolroom. It wasn't fair. Who told you life was fair? You sound like my dad. The fact remains that I am a constitutional monarch. My duty is to support the initiatives of my ministers and their opinions, even when I'm sceptical of their success. We found 27 reasons to be sceptical. You're not going to quote all 27 at me, are you? No. For one thing, I can't remember them all. I still think it would have blown over if the French hadn't put their oar in. They've never liked the English, have they? God. The whole thing made me want to weep. It was so unbearably stressful. I felt terribly depressed, like a black fog. It was a very low period for me. I'm sorry to hear that, Your Majesty. Anyway, where were we? Tax. Right. Well, we've covered income generation. My father said, employ all your hands, use all your power and live with economy. And you did that, did you? Agriculture. Now that's my passion. You've got plenty of land over there. Use it. Is that why they call you Farmer George? Not to my face, they don't. Ah, uh, right. Anything else I should note down? How is George doing? I hear he has rheumatism. He's very well, considering... He's what? 56? 57? Only one real tooth in his head? Thought they'd appoint a younger man, to be honest. So did he. It's fair to say he was somewhat reluctant to be president. Oh, really? He said he felt like a culprit going to his execution. Well, he'd better not let the people hear that. Doesn't inspire confidence, does it? 
No, it doesn't. Shouldn't have been so keen to sign the Declaration of Independence, should he? Makes him appear eager for a new world order. He's worried about how it'll affect his home life. Where does he live? He's one of the richest men in the state of Virginia. Lives on an estate called Mount Vernon. Sounds like something you do to an uncle you dislike. Children? Two stepchildren. The one died when she was young. I'm sorry to hear that. Family is important. He's English, really, you know. After his great-grandfather. Well, everyone in America is, Your Majesty. Except the Native Americans, of course. I think that's why I found the War of Independence so upsetting. It was family against family. I know why Washington was so aggrieved, though. You do? He was overlooked for promotion in the regular army. Didn't like that at all. So, of course, when America set up the new Continental Army and made him Commander-in-Chief, his loyalties were cemented. Are you saying he was paid off? Not at all. Just that humans are very goal-driven beings. Now, what other advice can I give him personally, hmm? Is he good at inspirational speeches? He's not known for them, no. He needs a really good inaugural speech. Talk about the love of his country. That goes down well. Modesty, too. Say something like how unpracticed he is in the duties of civil administration or something. Sounds humble. Got that. Mention God, obviously. But above all, be short and to the point. No one likes a rambler. Use a strong voice and project confidence. Tell him to practice waving. It tires the arm if you don't do it right. I don't think he'll be doing much waving. He hates all that pomp and ceremony. He'll have to get used to it, I'm afraid. He is, after all, a king under a different name. At least he has a vice president. I don't get a deputy king. What about your son and heir? He thinks I'm mad. And are you? No more than the next person, madam. Well, good luck with everything. I'm sure you'll do things differently to how we do them here. Not necessarily. Here, the House of Commons stands while the king delivers his speech. No doubt your chaps will stay sitting, just to be contrary. I don't think they'll do everything contrary. Are you sure? What about the spelling? Spelling? It wouldn't surprise me if you spelt words in a different way to us, just to be belligerent. I'll pass that on. Do. Now what else? Oh, tell him to be careful of assassinations. Their likelihood will increase now he's president. He needs to be careful. He's already escaped one attempt. It was before he was president. His bodyguard was hung for mutiny. Good grief. An inside job, eh? Well, at least he's prepared. Perhaps this right to bear arms thing has some merit, eh? Indeed, Your Majesty. What title has he decided on, then? His Excellency? His Highness the President? He prefers Mr. President. Keeps it simple. Very good. Oh, one last thing. You'll need a flag. I've put some draft designs in the manual. Can I suggest something snazzy with stars and stripes? Next time, it's George IV and the Marriage Guidance Counselor. I feel sorry for his wife. The Lost Tapes of History podcast is a Synth 79 production. If you've enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to get more episodes. To fact-check what you've heard on this monarch, visit our website, losttapesofhistory.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at Synth79P and use the hashtag Lost Tapes of History. 